uh, because in the studio now, of course, have uh, Kieran and Mark, and we're going to talk. That's Kieran Murray and uh, Mark uh, Finnegan. We're going to talk about the upcoming election. Uh, okay, lads. Um, I had the first thing I want to. I asked Nisha Murray about the the sort of um, when people go and vote, what way it works. It gave me. It said it doesn't make any difference if there's twenty candidates. Like it doesn't make any difference. I sort of disputed that and said, well, I think it does because there's been a few people elected uh, through transfers and nothing else, only transfers. Do you have any idea how it works? Is it better to put everybody down twenty or just put three of your favourites? Oh, it does work. I think generally we we were chatting about this mm-hmm. the last time and. Uh, you should look at the person you'd most like to be elected and give them your number one and then say to yourself well if they don't get elected who would I like in their place and kind of on and on you go mm-hmm. in that manner um, the, the PR system is kind of complicated and um, if the candidate that you want to get elected gets over the quota and there's a quota system that you must reach a certain number um in order to be elected, I think it's um, you. You take the the number of seats there are, and you divide the total voting population by the number of seats mm-hmm. plus one. Mm-hmm. So, say for this area where there's five seats, you would need to get sixteen point six percent of the voting numbers mm-hmm. to be elected, and okay. that's a quota. Yeah. So, once a candidate has reached <coughs> that quota. Any votes they have over the quota becomes a surplus to be redistributed. Mm-hmm. So if you voted for, um, I better be careful now. <laughs> 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 if you voted for, if you voted for um, Charlie Hawkey, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and Gareth Fitzgerald was your number two, and um, Charlie had more than a quota. Well, your second choice would come into it mm-hmm. in that sense, but. Equally, if you voted for Charlie Hoy and he got eliminated because the number of votes he got was so low mm-hmm. and your number two then comes into it. If they looked at your number two and said, oh, he's Gareth Fitzgerald is his second choice, but he was also eliminated, mm-hmm. they would keep going down okay. until they found someone your vote could go to. Yeah. Okay. So some people might say one of the best uses of a PR vote is to vote for people who are the least likely to get elected, <laughs> but, that, but that you like. Yes, yeah. And therefore, yeah. you know, they as they get eliminated, your vote will go on to someone else and someone else, and eventually it'll come home to where it really belongs. Yes, okay. it'll but travel. I, yeah, it yeah. is. It is a tricky system. Yeah, but I think yeah. people are politicising themselves anyway. I mean, I was amazed last night. I was at the Eden Moore Ladies Club last night, and I was doing other things. But it, when I was finished doing my recording, I actually had a chat with them in general. Now over a hundred women. Um, and asking them and quite a lot of them uh, talking about who they were and who they were but a lot of them pretty bored with the main parties that's what I have to say pretty bored Um, I think you know there can be a lot of cynicism out there about politics and politicians and it's not just particularly in this election just people tend to forget from election to election um, how it goes and there can be a sense that people feel um, (coughs) oh they're not doing enough for me and I'm not getting enough out of it and I suppose we'd all wish for a land where we could pay really low tax and get really good services, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't tend to exist. So you tend to get annoyed because you're paying too much tax or because your services aren't that good. And some of us get annoyed because they put extra tax on cigarettes and drink in the budget, Mm -hmm. and that affects me. 
and mm-hmm. other people think well you should hammer those drinkers and cigarette smokers because they fill the hospitals mm-hmm. and they should pay for it so there's no pleasing everyone yeah no but I just yeah. uh, the, the feedback I've gotten people like ourselves um, who have been looked through elections over the time and the feeling I got was that okay there may be a bit of juice in this one because there's so many candidates the constituency has been stretched a little bit but there's so many uh, such diversity in there with independence different parties the AAA and people before profit who seem to be all coming before the f- to the fore and also Sinn Féin I mean we're look- I'm just looking at the stats now they all s- there's no difference with the, f- with the main four really um, so do you think maybe that's why people, the, the independents and these uh, left parties are getting people more politicised? Yeah, what's, what's usually interesting as well though, and you, and you mentioned, and I've I seen it mentioned on a programme last night on TV, um, what we've been hearing a lot throughout this campaign, and even if you watched the, some of the debates over the week, uh, a lot of the independents are, the parties will say on the left, are the not the mainstream parties when they they're getting a lot of support they got a lot of um they're coming back all the time people are angry and people want change and everything else but the numbers aren't pointing in that direction you know it, if you look at most of the constituencies uh a lot of the sitting tds are looking kind of safe so you know the anger and all of this that 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 people are telling us is out there, and people are feeling, and we know there's been a big change in people's attitudes, but the numbers are still pointing towards the more traditional parties. Mm-hmm. There was a point made on one of the programs last night. I think it was Vincent Brown about Dublin West, and it's a four seat constituency, and three of the seats are more or less looking like they're going to go to the established parties, the established... Uh, so, unless we see something completely out of the blue on Friday. Well, I think the last general election was probably such a, a huge shock because Fianna Fáil lost 40, yeah. 40 seats or 50 seats, whatever mm-hmm. it was. So those seats went all over the place. But it was a backlash, though, really, um, wasn't it, when you think well, about it? maybe this one is where we'll see if that was a backlash yeah. and if it falls back to where it was. I think there's also a lot of talk about um, independence and the huge independent vote. But some independents are traditionally and long-term independents, and some independents have just fallen out with the party. Yeah. And even in this area, which is likely to be the most competitive constituency in the whole country, mm-hmm. um, you do have uh, Tommy Bruin and Keane O'Callaghan, who are former Labour Party people, and Tenis, Terence Flanagan. Uh, for, former Fine Gael and Averill Power, former Fianna Fáil. Mm-hmm. So again, a huge vote will go to them and they all have a chance of getting elected. Yeah. But that may have stayed with their party yeah. at a different time. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, it is as a five-seater squashing two constituencies together mm. with, with a whole load of people who are nearly household names yeah. uh, for one reason or the other. Uh, running in it that mm-hmm. um, it's possibly going to be the longest count in the country as well and it's going to go on well into <laughs> yeah. Sunday it's yeah. it's another two weeks can I ask you about mm-hmm. the debate we had here now it's interesting Look, I'm look, just looking at the, the parties that were invited and uh, that, that's the one thing I heard a lot of the women saying last night as well they're sick of looking at the four main parties only on it was the one where RTE had seven I think it was on but Otherwise, on the radio, the left and the the independents are getting, but not much on TV, as far as these people could say. But all these people in this list were invited, and it's noticeable that Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and Sinn Féin didn't attend their debate. 
well, Michal McDonka did. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. Um, um, Denise Mitchell didn't. Uh, but yeah, uh, we we were on the evening. Um, we we had a lot of the the independents and uh, and the austerity loans people before profit, whatever. And we only had Aon O'Reardon from the the three main parties, which was they weren't invited. That's the oh, they weren't point. invited. Yeah. They were all invited, which yeah. which 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 was a little bit disappointing, I suppose. And uh, but. It, it was go- it was good to have the opposite view, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, going on what you were saying, that people that 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 sick of seeing just the main parties, you know, uh, and the, the debate we seen the other night kind of spread it out a little bit. But I think the next debate now is going to be just the well, big four yeah. again. I mean, I would think that uh, for us, you will have a certain reluctance on behalf of the parties in power to turn up to any kind of discussion. And we've probably had that a lot over the mm-hmm. years. And it was good that Ayanna Reardon was there because he was the one then that had to answer the questions. Absolutely. And it make it more than a debate than mm-hmm. to simply one-sided things. To a certain degree, you have to be fair to the other candidates. I mean, Avril Power said uh, she had a previous commitment to be an RTE that evening. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where she was. You could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if some of them come back and they've already made commitments to other things. Yeah. Because it can be... Um, uh, an amazingly busy and difficult time for mm-hmm. the people who are going knocking on doors, attending events, um, to, to be everywhere. I hate. Uh, I hate when I can't remember a name, but yeah. because just something that was said to me last night as well. Um, he he used to be an estate agent, <laughs> and he's in one of the, he's in one of the left parties now. Sort of, he's just a spokesperson. He's always using his fingers like that. So, um, sort of balding tin man I can't remember his name <laughs> but anyway he must have been on the telly either on something yesterday because one of the women said last night I thought uh, which show again goes to show where people are listening more and being more politicised now I'm not giving out in a way because I asked the women last night what was the age profile of those that are in the club and they said well I'm someone in the 40s up to their 90s so that was the age profile I was talking to last night. And she said that she, as I said, a lot of them were talking about the independence on the left. But this one woman said, well, I saw that, and she mentioned his name. Mm-hmm. And she said, but I saw him on the news, I think it was. And he said like that, he's going to give his demands to whoever uh, gets them the, into the, the big parties. And if, if they meet my demands, our demands in our party, then we'll go in with them. It doesn't matter who they are. And she was disappointed with that. Now, why, I don't know, but... Uh, this sort of thing that people are sceptical all the time no matter who once something is said that they think is wrong their scepticism just jumps in immediately I think deep down and it's probably stepping away a little bit from the election I think this this is ultimately what's at the bottom of a lot of people's anger and our mistrust and especially in the age we live where information is readily available to people they don't have to wait to be fed it from newspapers or or tv now they can go and find the information all over the place now uh, i i think people have a deep rooted um disappointment with the political system and the way politics works and I think when they look at elections you see a lot of people saying sure it doesn't matter what they say before elections because they're all the same and when they all get in after the elections they all change that tune because the game remains the same the faces might change mm-hmm. but the game very much remains the same and I think you know you're getting into the whole realms, de- realms then of serious political reform but I mean that's that's all over Europe we, we've seen the same people aren't not necessarily tired with politicians but they're tired with politics and the way politics 
is done. So that, that that's, that's kind of a different thing. And I think there's a lot of people are jaded by by the way politics is done now. Yeah, but I think they may seem just finish on the yeah. point. They may seem jaded, but to me, listening last night and to lots of people over the past couple of weeks, that every day counts and every appearance on TV, every chat on the radio, mm-hmm. that it. It'd be only on the day, no matter what the polls say, if they're yeah. all balanced to 24, from 19 to 24, that it'll be yeah. on the day that if someone says something wrong, I know there's a moratorium mm-hmm. on it two days before, but if, something, if someone says something wrong leading up to that, people can change their vote. Well, as the British election showed, and as other elections have showed at different times, opinion polls aren't always that accurate. Mm-hmm. No. And people don't always feel that... Um, they don't always trust opinion polls and pollsters and surveys and they will say something that's not actually true and they won't tell you who they're going to vote for. Mm -hmm. Or they might want to vote for someone and they're slightly embarrassed by saying it. They might want to say, God, I'm not telling everyone I'm voting for that crowd or that crowd. (laughs) And and the pollster says, um, you know, we're not taking your name or no one is ever going to know who filled this Mm -hmm. in. But even still, people don't. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I mean, very much the election is to play for. I think politicians when they get into promising things mm-hmm. um, they probably mean with the promise if I got into power by myself I yeah. would do this and if the money was there I would do this where in reality it's very hard for a politician to say I don't think I'd be able to change anything as yeah. a matter of fact TTIP and the European Union and the World <laughs> Trade Organization are going to really control this so I may yeah. not have that much power it's just you know, if the other fella is up in the ante, it's very hard for you to say it. Yeah, well, I mean, I was talking to Nisha Murad this morning, as I was saying, and it, I was reading his little leaflet. I can show you here. And in it, I noticed it's, he says, property tax relief for senior citizens. And I said to him, is that in the manifesto? He says, oh, no, that's my idea. And so that's what he's saying on the doorstep. And that's what he will try and, and get through. But, I mean, I think people now are sort of saying, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> That's where the cynicism comes in. It comes back to your point about people being more politicised now. Again, in the media age we live in now, people have so much ability to go out and access their own information. And they, 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 they... they see they see so much more now about how the game. They've seen the puppet show. They've seen the strings, well, and they're not as easily filled anymore. So they question everything. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Noel mentioned this. I'm worried because we were here two weeks ago and we forgot to mention his name. <laughs> and, he, and, and he probably has a, a realistic yeah. chance of getting elected. Now, funny enough, there's 21 candidates running now, and I would guess that up to 12 of even 13 mm-hmm. have a chance of getting elected. Uh, we didn't mention Pruncheus O'Conron and Damien O'Neill, who were also independents, who we didn't know they were running the last Sorry. time. Uh-huh. Just in terms, to be fair, yeah. to mention everyone's name. Uh, it, it does probably look like, from if you look at the, the last local elections, which are only two years back, mm-hmm. and if you look at the, the, the surveys and opinion polls, that there's definitely one Fine Gael seat here, and Richard Bruton is the front runner for that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it would will will depend after that on who's ahead of who and who mm-hmm. goes out first. And for the likes of Nisha and maybe Averill Power and possibly even Terence Flanagan, there's there's possibly a seat there, but it's it's who if you're ahead of the others, you mm-hmm. know. And um, the profile being the, heard the, with the Green Party, do you think they can muster up strength the way Fianna Fáil have? Again? Well, I think the, for the Green Party, uh, some of the polls have shown them to be doing better mm-hmm. um, at a national level. And if they're going to pick up on some of that dis- dissatisfaction with the mainstream, and if Donna Cooney was ahead of Michael O'Brien or ahead of John Lyons, 
and the people who put I'd like John Lyons to get elected but if mm-hmm. he doesn't get elected I'll take Donna Cooney mm-hmm. if she's ahead then if you can stay in it long enough there's a certainly a chance there and you could also say likely for, for Keane O'Callaghan if he was able to stay ahead of some of the other left wing parties and, and pick up that vote <laughs> as it goes down I mean there's been some talk that uh, Sinn Féin could get two seats here and it currently yeah. doesn't have any mm-hmm. Again, you'd need everything to fall really well for you. I think they polled 21% in the local elections the last time. So you'd be saying if the Sinn Féin vote is well up, maybe it would be even up higher here. Yeah. But for that to happen, Denise Mitchell would probably have to stay ahead of all the other left-wing candidates and um, stay ahead of all the women so that if any of the women votes does Mm -hmm. transfer across and women like to vote for women, Mm -hmm. that you'd pick up all that too. Um, but as I said, there's probably about eleven or twelve. You know? Yeah, it uh, seems to be. And as I, I, I mean, I said it to uh, Nisha this morning, where they've uh, a good few in there, and I said to him, "Do you not think that, like the if even parties are fighting each other for seats? Uh, if you take Sean High and Deirdre Heaney now, for instance, like I think he, I don't know what way it would go, but he's he, he seems more, ba- you know, heavily based and." Uh, more grounded in the in the area than well, the theatre would be. Unless he has a bigger name different. and he's yeah. much more established. He was a minister before and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. oh, he is a big name. But you'd wonder whether Fianna Fáil have got that right because uh, they could cancel each other out. They could yeah. split the Fianna Fáil vote mm-hmm. and neither of them. Because, as we mentioned, a lot of the other candidates would be independent anti-water candidates and you can't see many of their votes crossing over to Fianna Fáil. No. Um, so they could end up with no seats mm-hmm. or whichever of them gets ahead could be the one to get the seat um, that's are you allowed to make predictions can I ask you who you think will get oh, in absolutely. Who, who'll get <laughs> yeah. together Yeah. Who, who do you think will get together into bed together so afterwards oh. um, well who do you think will get in and then um, you know maybe when you tell me that we haven't much time so maybe you can tell yeah. me that I've, I've felt all along that uh, the most likely outcome is some sort of Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil coalition and I, despite protestations, I don't see anything to to, to change that. Okay. Un, unless uh, on the left uh, Sinn Féin can pull together some sort of coalition of the left to fight, but I think um, I, I, I think the Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil option is probably the most likely. Do you not think anti-austerity and people who all profit and all that we can sort of muster maybe a few more independents and form a party? I know it's uh, dodgy in Spain at the moment, but they're still in. Yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, uh, but um, I'm not trying to change your mind. No, 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 no. I think it, I, I, I think it, it, it's highly possible when but when you come down to starting to um, trying to attract all the independents in. And the fight for the independence starts, you know, if you say it's a, it's, it's a left versus right fight for the independence support, mm-hmm. that may be a, 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 a game okay, changer. Kira, we have much time, what do you think? Um, my prediction for here is that Richard Bruton will hold and um, that Tommy Bruin will hold a seat. That's geographical because a lot of them are down the Clontarf end and Tommy mm-hmm. is way up the other end. Yeah. 
Um, I think Sean Hawley will get a seat back. Well, I, I just want to interrupt, Jim, yeah. because interesting because what I'd heard over the past week is that Bruin actually got in over votes transferences that people didn't actually all vote for him, but he got in through transfers. Well, that's 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 the PR process. The okay. system. I think actually the last seat because I think Michal Matunica will take. I think <laughs> the last seat will be be an amazing race between a whole field of candidates. Yeah. And I'd suggest that Ayano Reardon might come out of that and if he does it may mean that people have enough sympathy left for the Labour Party to elect him on a f- on the, the 16 count and get that fifth <coughs> seat and funny enough if they get one here they may get them in lots of other constituencies and it could still mean that Fine Gael Labour with a few independents uh, will be back otherwise I'd agree with Mark the only other way the figures add up is Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael yeah. OK well we'll see how our review. well there'll be yeah. plenty more about this in the course of the week unfortunately we have to give it to <coughs> uh, Kieran Murray and Mark Finnegan thank you very much thank you